They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We are so excited to have Lisa Milan here with us today. I love her last name. It's just so just so cool sounding. I just love it. Lisa is a, a strong single mom, and she had 18 years in, with experience in working the Fortune 100 companies. She was also one of the top 80 event planners and was that was in the nation so that tells you how how amazing she is and she has overcome some amazing things in her life and we're going to actually go back this is this is our second interview so if you missed the first one you want to go back and listen to it but this one we're going to dive in a little bit more into her like early years and and what happened and then we're going to bring it forward to the now so Tell us a little bit, Lisa, about what happened in your past. So at eight months old, my mom actually has abandoned me, and it was my grandma who did raise me. So seven years old, my parents divorced, and I didn't really rekindle and live with my dad until I was 12. So when I then moved to Chicago, my dad already had a new family. I had two little brothers and a stepmom. And so that became my family. So it was very new to me. Yeah. And how did that feel going into having no, well, you had grandma, which mm-hmm. we love our grandmas. Thank goodness for good grandmas that raise, you know, good people. But when you went from grandmas to your dad's, how was that situation? Because now you're kind of the newbie and yeah, I'm sure you were older than them. But so how did that feel? Yeah, so I was 12 years old, you know, about to become a teenager. So how I've known my dad, I was daddy's girl. And I really had missed the five years without having my dad and having to see him for the very first time after five years really felt different. You know, it just, it wasn't the same anymore. Mm -hmm. I still do love my dad, but it's just that I felt that that was missing the whole time. And I had to start a new school, um, having to go to an all-girls school, make new friends, really was a little bit different for me. But other than that, I say that my, my family and living in Chicago was a new experience because I, that's pretty much where I have learned how to you know, learn more about myself. So your dad was in Chicago. Where was grandma? My grandma actually did come with me. Oh, she did? She did, oh. yeah. Okay. So it must be dad's mom, I'm guessing. Okay. Well, very cool. But you lived somewhere different though, when you were with grandma before that, right? Yes. So I was born in the Philippines 
Okay. And then I didn't move to the U.S. in Chicago until I was 12 years old. So that was another cultural change as well. Yes. Yeah. Huge cultural shock, <laughs> I would yeah. imagine. So now what happened once you were there? So here you are, 12 years old in this new environment, new school. Yeah. So, um, you know, as a teenager, you're learning new things, meeting new friends. So when I was 14 years old, there was this guy that I really liked and me being Catholic, going to an all-girls school, having these beliefs, everything pretty much has changed when I was 14 because the guy that I liked ended up raping me. Oh, my goodness. So you were 14 at the time? Yes. Wow. So you're 14, and this, this young boy rapes you. What happened after that? I mean, how did you get through that? So I still remember walking home really feeling lost and empty, maybe even embarrassed. I didn't know what to do because I I didn't know who to tell. I couldn't even tell my dad at that time. I did tell one of my friends, but she was also 14 and didn't know what to do. So really after that day, I just kept it inside, not knowing that I actually had blocked it from all these years. It was only last year when I was having a conversation with my boyfriend, Dave, when out of nowhere, I just started crying. And that's the very first time that I did mention that I was raped. Wow. So you had blocked it for many, many years and hadn't had any recollection of that incident at all. Wow. So isn't that amazing how powerful our minds are? I'm a Reiki master as well. And so I deal with a lot of emotions. And it does, I mean, it never surprises me because there's so, the emotions are buried and mm-hmm. we cover our emotions up and literally hide them and, wow. and aren't allowed, we, we're allowed to open them up, but we don't allow ourselves to, it hurts too bad. And so we're just, we kind of, it's a way to protect ourselves. Yeah. And uh, so it sounds like that was many, many years later beforehand. So If there was someone, a girl that's listening and she's a young girl and this has happened to her, what would your suggestion be? I mean, you told a friend, but you said you didn't tell a parent. Do you have a suggestion for, you know, someone that's young and this has happened to, or even someone that's older and it's happened to? Yes. I would say that if this ever happened to you, don't ever feel embarrassed. Don't even blame yourself because it's not your fault. You didn't know that this was going to happen to you. And the very best thing that you need to do is to tell someone that you're close to, tell your parents, tell a counselor, maybe tell somebody in your family. But the one thing that you shouldn't do is to keep it inside you because all it's going to do is eat you up inside. Yeah. It's going to destroy the inside of you. So yeah, being able to tell someone and not just anyone, like you told someone, but you told someone that was very young and and didn't understand or know what you could do at that point. And so telling somebody that's an adult, a parent, like you said, a counselor or someone that that would be able to give you some good advice. So I really appreciate you sharing that. I think that's good advice for those. So go ahead and tell us the rest of your story because there's so much more to your story. So now you're 14, you're dealing with this, you kind of hide it. Mm-hmm. And, and, and yet you're still functioning as a child, you know, you're still 14 going to school. Yeah. So I, I didn't really deal with that. And then, you know, having to lose my virginity at an early age really affected me as I, 
as I grow and as I was going through the stages in my life. And this is when I told you about my story earlier at 19. So imagine at 14 years old, not having to deal with that. And then at 19 years old, that happened to me to where I was recorded, you know, violated for my own privacy. Then that happened to me. So it was almost like a lot of blaming, having to say, you know, why did this happen to me? Really, really changed the way that I think. I was always shy, embarrassed, didn't really have a lot of confidence, super insecure. And then as I moved on to my life, I always really had bad relationships, bad boyfriends. So it became a pattern. I even, I would say at 28 years old, I ended up getting together or was in a relationship with this guy to where I thought we were in love. And after a year, he moved in with me not knowing that he was going to be physical abusive. Mm. I thought that was the end of my life. I was living a life as a victim to where I had no right. He was in full control. I always had anxiety. I even remember a time to where I came home one time and then I just looked at his eyes and he was just scary. He comes running to me right on top of me, holding a knife, both knives on my neck where I just closed my eyes and I thought that I was going to die. I thought that was the end. How did you get out of that situation? So I was actually doing some research while I was at work. I was looking at different programs, even like women's programs to where they can help me escape. And I was already ready to do that until one day, my boyfriend's mom at that time decided to spend the night and sleep over. Then the very next morning, my boyfriend started an argument again with me. And as he was arguing, I got pinned into the wall and he was about to punch me on my face. Then his mom stood right in front of me. That was the courage and the power that came out of me when I said, either you take him away from me right now, or I'm going to call the cop because I don't ever want to see him again after this. So then at that point, she took him out of the house and took him away somewhere. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so then that totally took, he didn't bother you anymore after that? No, he didn't bother me anymore. I never saw him again. So that was the very first time to where I finally got my life back. Everything, everywhere I went, I finally appreciated life for the very first time. So I was just so thankful that I was alive. So those are, I mean, you've had just one thing after the other, after the other, your whole life. And so here you are and you've achieved such amazing, amazing things in your life. And you should be so, so proud of yourself. And I just am just so grateful that you were able to get past your past basically and be able to be where you're at. So how did you do that? With our viewers, I, our listeners, I want them to know what was it that really made the difference for you? Because I want them to know what they can do to get past that because they, they yeah. might be actually going through something very similar. So the one thing that I, I didn't forget during these times of traumatic experiences was that I always believed in myself. And when I say that was that I'm sure there's something else that's out there. Even though I'm going through this, I know that one day I'm going to be something. I'm going to do something to where other women and other people who's going through these different paths as well as experiences that one day they're going to get out of it and they're going to, they're actually meant to do something special and more to where 
there's a purpose for them to be in this world. I love that. That actually, I think when we have purpose, mm-hmm. we can do anything. Yes. And, and so finding that purpose to be able to put your energy towards something other than yourself mm-hmm. does make a difference. So what was your purpose that you found for you to drive you to do what you did? So one of my purposes as well as my reason is my son. So I had my son who was there and he's the one who also kept me sane, I would say. And, you know, I knew that I had to work hard. I had to be there as a mom. And not only that, you know, up to this day, what's keeping me from striving and doing more things is because one day I know that when my event business is finally successful, I do want to create programs in order to help women to where they no longer need to feel like a victim and they can get out to their situation because I'm going to give them the tools on how they can start life and how they can find work. And this is going to be available to them. So this is what I'm thinking of in the future and what I want to do. Oh, I love that. I love, love, love that. You know, if we look back at someone that has done some really great things in their life, they've had major trials. We all have major trials. So it's what we do with those that makes the difference. And so I'm so grateful that you've used these to propel you forward to do some great things instead of being, you know, woe is me. All of these things have happened to me. Is it terrible? Yes, it's horrible, but it's not holding you back. And I love that. And so I know that the last time we talked, you had talked about support groups were really important for you during that time. Meditation, you did some events that you went to that were encouraging for you, some programs and things like that. So what would you say was the biggest transformation for your change? I would say the biggest transformation was, this is more of a route to it, was that I didn't really even know that I was going through something emotional inside and even to have to deal with it until I met my boyfriend, Dave, because he himself also went through something very traumatic when he was young. But because I was able to connect with him and him having to share an experience that has happened to him uh, brought me to the point where I realized that I actually had to work on myself. And from there, he introduced me to some of the self-healing programs. And for the very first time, that's when I fell in love with myself. Mm. I love that. One of the biggest things that I talk about all the time is love you. Yes. Because if you don't love you, how can you love somebody else? Now, I know that you had your son and that gave you more purpose as well to strive to do more. But really, even more than that, you have to love who you are to be able to love him more. And uh, I love, love, love that you found that. And through these self like healing and, and things that you did would make the difference. So in these programs, I'm guessing it's probably a little bit of the gratitude meditations and just uh, really kind of diving deep into your emotions and figuring it out. Yes. Awesome. And really learning how to forgive yourself Ah, because at the end of the day, you're going through life, not knowing that you're actually beating yourself up. Mm -hmm. And again, you just have to accept it that this was an experience that that has to happen 
because one day you're meant for a purpose. And not only that, once you really know how to love yourself, then everything changes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I totally, totally agree. Well, I appreciate you, Lisa, Lisa, coming and sharing your story today. It's a phenomenal story. And we just, I'm so grateful that you were able to do some great things. And I know you're a coach as well. And you said you were going to offer something for our listeners. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes, I'm offering one-on-one consultation for two programs. So they can either join one-on-one coaching program with me to where I can help businesses or if you're starting a new business or if you just want to learn how to start an event planning, I will provide them with resources when it comes to that. And I also have a mastermind coaching program to where it'll help them and we'll also have accountability as well as different support programs. And I will have different speakers during the week that will teach them with their marketing as well as with promoting their business through marketing as well. Perfect. Well, awesome. Those sound like awesome and amazing things that you have created. And I'm grateful that you're sharing them with our, our listeners today. And I just want to thank you again for coming on. And those of you that are dealing with any of these situations that Lisa has been through, there's always help. There's always a, a place to go or someone that can help you or even just a program that you might find that will help you, a coach, a support group. You know, there's lots of things that don't cost money as well that we can find. So just look in your community and I'm sure there's some areas there. And uh, again, I just thank you for being a part of our group today and, and sharing your story. And thank you. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now, and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.